Welcome to the Round the League podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to the Round the League podcast. I'm your host Brian and this is your podcast for everything sports. You can find this podcast on all of your favorite podcast platforms at the Round the League podcast and on YouTube at B-Man Film. So let's go ahead and get into it starting off with the NFL. Today in the NFL, there are no games whatsoever, despite the fact that there should have been the Pro Bowl. I was really excited I was going to cover the Pro Bowl today. I was like, let's go. The Pro Bowl is really fun. Skills competition, I should have known something was up because I didn't see any of those. Um, But there was no Pro Bowl because of COVID, which is really unfortunate. I I enjoy the Pro Bowl, not really the game per se. I more enjoyed the um, skills competition, the dodgeball, all the crazy stuff like that. Um, But anyway, um, I'll do a little bit on the um, Super Bowl. Um, last week in the conference championships, none of my picks worked. I picked the Packers, who lost um, 31 to 26, and I picked the Bills, who lost 24 to 38. In the Super Bowl, I'm picking the Chiefs. This is the first um, time that the um, Super Bowl has been a home game. The Buccaneers will be the home team um, in that one. I'm gonna go into some more NFL news um, with Deshaun Watson. Um, I think I talked about him last week. Just a little bit more news. Um, there's a, I I heard about a trade um, that I really like for him. It could be the Jets. Um, the, I heard the Jets could give up um, their first first overall pick um, this year, um, an early second round pick, and Quinnen Williams, uh, the D tackle out of Alabama, who's been a beast. Um, I think that could be a little bit um, like reaching a little bit far. Um, for him, but definitely, I think at least those first two picks are really good value. I think Houston is getting a good value being able to draft probably Trevor Lawrence um, or whoever they want to take, obviously. And I definitely think that Deshaun Watson is worth the first overall draft pick. He is one of the best um, quarterbacks, if not the best. I'd put him, I'd put in the top five, let's say, quarterbacks. I'd definitely put Mahomes um, in no particular order. Mahomes would definitely be the first, but in no particular order. I'd put Deshaun Watson um, I'd put, um, what's his name, Aaron Rodgers, and I would put, um, Russell Wilson up there, um, to be some, to be, like, the top quarterback, so I definitely think he's worth that first, um, overall pick and the, um, uh, the high second overall, or second round pick. Roethlisberger, um, he, um, uh, it's a lot of, um, people thinking that he could retire, he He's been in the NFL for a while since 2004, um, so um, a lot of people are thinking that he could retire or move on to a different team, especially after um, the um, especially after the Steelers just picked up. Um, a few moments later. Oh my God! What is? Twelve o'clock midnight. Especially after the Steelers just signed Dwayne Haskins, um, and I've heard that it could be an open competition between Haskins, um, uh, Roethlisberger if he returns, and um, also and also Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph has shown that he is not quite the quarterback that they thought in drafting him. They did draft him very late um, in the round, um, but anyway, um, I've I've heard that he um, I have heard that um, he. 
I have heard that um, he could possibly take a pay cut, a, a new a new um, renegotiated contract, because he's not quite uh, what he's getting paid at this point, um, and that they could renegotiate his contract. He could take a pay cut to stay with the Steelers, even if he doesn't start, um, at least for the whole, uh, uh, for all of next year. And a big trade coming out of the NFL yesterday. The Detroit Lions deal Matthew Stafford to the Los Angeles Rams in exchange for Jared Goff and multiple picks, um, including a third-round pick from uh, 2021, a first-round from 2022, and a first-round from 2023 in exchange for the former number one overall pick, Matthew Stafford, out of Georgia from 2009. That is quoted directly from ESPN's Adam Schefter. Huge trade that shakes stuff up a lot. Of course, um, I don't know about um, what everyone else is saying, but I really think that the Lions got the best deal out of this. Um, they dealt their quarterback, who um, he's he's been good, but he's kind of been he's kind of been subpar because the Lions are kind of a subpar team. Um, they are taking their older quarterback. He's not. He's not like Ben Roethlisberger, old, um, who I was talking about earlier or later, depending on when I slip in this clip. Um, but he. Um, but he's been performing a little like he, he's a really good quarterback. But with the um, with the Lions not being a top tier team. Um, having a little bit of uh, having flipped around coaches a little bit the past couple years, I think it's really good for them to deal Matthew Stafford here in, a pit in exchange for a younger quarterback who they might be able to develop, maybe not, um, but um, really investing in the future here, picking up three draft picks, um, two of them being first-round draft picks um, for the next couple years, maybe being able to pick up some younger stars. Um, in the NFL, so I really think that, that was a great, um, great for the Lions and great for Matthew Stafford too, being able to move on to a better team, a great coach in Sean McVay. Um, so really excited for what the future holds for Matthew. Um, we had some free agency alerts. I'm gonna go over some of the they have signed with. Um, first off, JT Real Muto. He has really turned into one of the top catchers in the league. He signed with Philadelphia for five years. They have him locked down. James McCann signed four years with the Mets. And Yadier Molina, one of the top catchers in the league from before, is still sitting out there unsigned by any team. For first baseman, um, Carlos Santana from the Indians, um, a big part in that World Series run in 2016, um, signed two years with the Chiefs. What? Second base, second baseman um, DJ LeMahieu, who has really um, come in to be one of the top teams, top uh, second baseman in the league, signed six years with the Yankees. And Tommy LaStella, who um, started out as a bench player for the Cubs, um, has really come to his own with um, the Angels, and he um, has a three-year deal with San Francisco. Third baseman Justin Turner uh, still sits unsi uh, unsigned along with Todd Frazier Eric so and Eric Sogard. And big news, the Cardinals are looking to or um, are about to agree with um, – about to agree with a deal about to agree to a deal with um with Nolan Arenado he is one of the biggest um big he's really like the best third baseman in the league at this point and that is huge for the Cardinals to pick him up and aside from that going on to shortstops uh Didi Gregorius um signed two years with Philadelphia with Philadelphia 
Left fielder Michael Brantley signed two years with Houston. Um, Brett Gardner um, is unsigned um, still. Jock Peterson, a big signing for the Chicago Cubs, who are really, they've really stripped down um, a lot of their players turning into a rebuild after losing Theo Epstein. Um, the Cubs are now left on their starting rotation with only Kyle Hendricks returning from last year. Kyle Schwarber now, uh, Kyle Schwarber, um, another uh, star that the Cubs lost. Um, he signed a one-year deal with Washington. For center fielders, George Springer signed six years with Toronto. Big deal for Toronto to add to their outfield. Um, Jackie Bradley Jr. and Kevin Pillar also sit um, with no um, signing. Renfro um, signs one-year deal with Boston. And Yasiel Puig um, and Cameron Mabin are both um, unsigned. In the DH position, um, Nelson Cruz, Marcelo Zuna, Edwin Encarnacion, some of the top uh, DHs in the league, Derek Dietrich and Johan Cespedes, um, are all sitting unsigned. Matt Kemp also, um, and Jose Martinez signed one year with the New York Mets. For pitchers, this is a huge one. Um, Trevor Bauer um, declined his, what is that? What's a QO? Um, Trevor Bauer, I guess, declined his QO. I have no idea what that means from Cincinnati, but I don't know. I don't know. Don't ask me about that. Um, uh, Masahiro Tanaka, another one that I don't know. He's returning from NPB, not playing ball. I don't know. Um, Mike Miner signed two years with Kansas City. Jose Quintana, Jose Quintana, um, one of those stars I was talking about, starting pitchers that the Cubs lost, uh, signs with L.A. Um, James Paxton sits unsigned. Adam Wainwright signs one year back with Cincinnati. John Lester signed one year with Washington. Corey Kluber signed a one-year deal with the New York Yankees. But that's it from the MLB. Now moving into a little bit of NHL news. Just going to go over a little bit of standings here. Um, the Panthers sitting at five wins and no losses um, with one overtime loss. Um, and then the Blue Jackets sitting at four, three, and three. I think the Blue Jackets could really be one of the um, top teams um, to look for in the Central Division here. In the Central Division here, along with the Stars, who have not played enough games to be high up in the standings. But this Blue, Blue Jackets team really building... Uh, try building up uh, their assets. Um, so look look out for them. Um, and the Stars are four one and one. Again, they have not played. They've only played six games compared to the Blue Jackets ten. In the East, Capitals are on top six and zero with three overtime losses. Flyers um, have seven wins and two losses with one overtime loss. Um, Bruins have five wins, one loss, and two overtime losses. Penguins, five wins, three losses, and one overtime loss. I just want to say real quick, I have no idea why they do the overtime losses. How does that differentiate any from just a normal loss? I don't, (laughs) I don't really understand, I don't understand the logic behind that. Um, if anyone knows the NHL better than me, go ahead and scream at me in the comments on YouTube, but I, I'm confused about that. I'd like some insight about that. In the West, you have the Avalanche sitting at 9-3 um, and the Golden Knights sitting at 5-1-1. One, one. Blues are also 5-2-1. In the North Division, um, we have the Maple Leafs sitting at 7-2-1, Canadians 5-1-2, and two, 
Canucks 6, 5, and 0. In terms of games, my Chicago Blackhawks just split a series with the Blue Jackets 1-1 one one after picking up a win just a couple minutes ago, um, winning 1-3, to 3-1. Three, three to one. The Avalanche and the Wild are tied um, with three minutes left in the third. Um, Blues are killing the Ducks 4-1 to one with 1.30 left in the game, and Senators are losing to the Oilers in a shootout 6-3. Aside from that, that is just about it from the NHL. Now moving on to the NBA. Um, we have the um, Clippers, and I'm going to go over the standings. Um, the Clippers at 16-5, Jazz 5-15, Lakers 6-5 on a two-game loss streak, their first losing streak of the season, are without one of their top players in Anthony Davis. Um, then below them at four is the Nugget, Nuggets at 12 and 8. The Grizzlies at 8 and 6. In the East, we have the 76ers at 14 and 6. Nets 13 and 8. Bucks 11 and 8. Pacers 11 and 8. And Celtics uh, 10 and 8. So there are your standings. So there are your standings. One of the highest scoring games, I just clicked over to the games to see if there was anything worth going over. Um, the Nets um, put up uh, 146 against the Wizards and lose. I don't follow much basketball, but I can tell that is a huge game. Um, 146 to one to 149. Oh my gosh, that's they they put up 150. The Wizards, the Nets put up 140. Uh, 146 and still lost that's insane to have two teams put up that many points like it's one thing to have like one team score like 100 or 80 something and just get killed 146 but for both teams to have that competitive of a game I'm sure that was a lot of fun to watch for fans that like scoring aside from that not too much to talk about moving on to college basketball to finish up the episode we have Gonzaga still 17 and 0 it's such a fun team to watch, and I'm sure the favorites for the title. Um, then Baylor at 16-0, and not behind them. Uh, still a lot of fun to watch, but I feel like they're they're kind of in the shadow here with Gonzaga just being as absolutely crazy as they are. Um, but this Baylor, th- that Baylor team is looking really, really good too. If there's anyone to challenge Gonzaga um, for the title. Now Villanova at 3 with 11-1. and Michigan at four with 13 and one texas at five 11 and three six is houston at 15 and one iowa is seven at 12 and four virginia is eight at 11 and three alabama is 14 and four at nine after losing to western kentucky just a couple days ago then number 10 texas tech at 12 and five west virginia is 11 at 11 and five uh missouri is 